Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode, we are talking mushrooms. You may be wondering why. Well, I've been drinking that uh, Four Sigmatic coffee recently. Again, I guess I've continued it. <laughs> and um, I don't know, made me curious about mushrooms in general and then uh, probably because our cellular devices are seemingly listening to us at all times I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about you know the supposed health effects and benefits of uh, mushrooms and I think like 20 minutes later I received or I you know was targeted on Instagram for this company that make um like mushroom tinctures and extracts that, you know, I mean, they look good. The uh, name of the company escapes me, but, you know, the combination of trying the Four Sigmatic Coffee plus that very um, coincidental Instagram, in this case, um, ad, kind of just made me curious and made me wonder, you know, what can we learn about mushrooms? Why not just have an, an episode dedicated to mushrooms so to start off we'll kind of go over what is a mushroom or a toadstool why are they called toadstools that's what i like to know um and then you know i just compiled a few other different things anyway i'm giving a very long explanation as if it's you know of tremendous importance and it really isn't so let's jump right into it a mushroom or toadstool is the fleshy, spore-bearing, fruiting body of a fungus typically produced above ground, on soil, or on its food source. Toadstool generally denotes one poisonous to humans. So I guess if it is a toadstool, we generally consider it to be poisonous to us. The standard for the name mushroom is a cultivated white button mushroom, Agaricus bisporus, Hence, the word mushroom is most often applied to those fungi that have a stem, a cap, and gills on the underside of the cap. Mushroom also describes a variety of other gilled fung fungi. Fungi or fungi? It's fungi. With or without stems. Therefore, the term is used to describe the fleshy, fruiting bodies of some ascaris. Gomicota, I think is how you say that. Forms deviating from the standard morphology usually have more specific names, such as puffball, stinkhorn, and morel. And grilled, gilled mushrooms, not grilled in this case, although those are also delicious. Gilled mushrooms themselves are often called garricks in reference to their similarity to agaricus, or their order agaricalis. The terms mushroom and toadstool go back centuries and were never precisely defined, nor was there consensus on application. During the 15th and 16th centuries, the terms mushram, mushroom, mushron, mushrooms, musechron, or musarounds were used. The term mushroom and its variations 
may have derived from the French word mousseron in reference to moss, mousse. Delineation between edible and poisonous fungi is not clear-cut, so a mushroom may be edible, poisonous, or unpalatable. Sorry, my uh, light just went out in my little uh, recording studio, a.k.a. the walk-in closet. So I got distracted there for a second. I wonder if the power went on the house. Alright, let's continue. We continue recording despite the recording studio failing me. Here we go. As we dig deeper into mushroom species, we will start with the characteristics of edible mushrooms and continue into poisonous species. I'm not going to do the whole thing, you know, I'm just going to briefly describe some types of edible mushrooms. The edibility status ranges from E1 to U.E1, means edibility confirmed. E2 stands for edible, but with conditions. These conditions almost always signify the degrees of preparation you need to give a mushroom before eating it. For example, you will often need to cook the mushrooms on the stove or in a baked dish before the toxins in it break down to a point where they are no longer harmful. This is why there are some regions where the mushrooms that are called false moral is eaten and others where it is warned of as poisonous. Oddly enough, these same mushrooms are commonly eaten and even sold as a canned good in Poland, Finland, Sweden, and Estonia, among others. Yet field guides put on heavy warnings about the mushrooms in Spain and Italy. Button mushrooms. Cute little things. Button mushrooms are some of the most commonly eaten mushrooms around the world. Button mushrooms can be white and brown. The color is a state of immature. What did I say? The color is a state of immature mushrooms, along with brown. I don't know what that means. When they are white, they are simply called button mushrooms. When they are brown, they are sold as chestnut mushrooms. Once they are mature, they are actually marketed as portobello mushrooms. Their cap will have enlarged quite a bit and range between 4 to 6 inches, which is 10 to 15 centimeters. This mushroom has a particularly complicated taxonomic history compared to other fungi. It says here, be careful when foraging these mushrooms since they have deadly lookalikes. For example, the destroying angel mushroom in the Amanita genus looks similar to bun mushrooms. You can tell the difference by opening up the mushroom. The bun mushroom should have pinkish or brown gills while the Destroying Angel has pure white gills. What a name for a type of mushroom. Destroying Angel. I mean, I would never think that there is a mushroom in the world that would seriously be called the Destroying Angel Mushroom. Like, it almost sounds like like a creature you'd see about, like, 
in Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, you have Rocket Raccoon, and then you have Destroying Angel Mushroom. You know, another, like, lab experiment that now is, you know, a Ravager or, you know, a villain in the, in the, uh, in that universe. Anyway, I continue rambling. Up next we have Oyster Mushrooms. Oyster mushrooms are some of the easiest mushrooms for home growers to produce. They have an interesting appearance compared to the more familiar button mushrooms. Their shape is where they got their name, since they're shaped like the interior of an oyster. Don't worry though, they don't taste like them. I'm not a big fan of oysters, personally. Oyster mushrooms have a mild flavor. That's something is slightly sweet. They also have a... Okay, the light here in the uh, recording studio just turned back on so perhaps it was an electrical issue in the house continue um, I forget what was by what was it by oh yes again so they have a mild flavor that some think is slightly sweet and they also have a unique texture since their gills grow on their exterior under their cap instead of protected Hedgehog mushroom, which I've never heard of. So we've learned about the, what is it, the deadly angel? What was it called? The, the destroying angel mushroom, and now we have the hedgehog mushroom. The hedgehog, or sweet tooth mushroom, is a golden mushroom. Its gills look more like quills. This trait makes them easier to identify and gives them their common name. These mushrooms are a popular edible variety because they have an engaging flavor profile. Hedgehog mushrooms have a peppery flavor like chanterelles, I don't know what that is, but with smokier undertones. Their texture is slightly crunchier than most mushrooms, even after being sautéed. Hedgehog mushrooms are safe to harvest since they don't have any poisonous look-alikes that could deceive you. Next up we have enoki mushrooms. Very interesting looking things. Enoki mushrooms have recently become more popular in the Western world. They originally come from Asian cuisine and also have the name enokitaki. The mushrooms tend to be white or brown. Wild-grown enoki mushrooms are often darker and shorter. These mushrooms have long stems. They grow in tight bunches around each other and end with small caps. They suit Asian dishes quite well since they have adapted around each other for hundreds of years. Gypsy Mushroom the gypsy mushroom isn't quite as common as what we have covered previously. Part of the reason for this is they only naturally grow in the world's northern latitudes. For example, they are commercially available in countries like Finland. In other countries along a similar line of latitude, you have to wild harvest them. Gypsy mushrooms don't have a great taste when eaten raw. They will often be bitter until you cook them. After cooking, the mushrooms will have a mild flavor. 
Up next, we have Lion's Mane. Lion's Mane Mushroom has a distinctive growth pattern that sets it apart from almost any other mushroom. First, its gills become long and teeth-like until they become quite a large, hairy lump. They have some of the well they have some of the most well-known medicinal effects in the world. They are said to boost focus, mood, keep your brain healthy, and support your immune system. They also decrease inflammation in your body. These properties primarily come from their phytochemicals. These mushrooms have a distinctive lobster-like flavor. This unique palate has made them increasingly popular with chefs, particularly in American culinary schools. I think lion's mane is the um, primary, let's say, ingredient in that uh, Four Sigmatic coffee. I think. Again, I mean, I've been a been I've been a big fan of it uh, since starting. I mean, I do find that I have sort of more moderate levels of focus and energy. I do find it to be, relatively speaking, easier to sort of get into focus and like when I have to really focus on something that requires my full attention, I don't, I don't feel it as difficult <clears throat> when I'm, you know, sort of consistently drinking that coffee as opposed to um, others as I take a sip right now. Good stuff. Flavor's good. I mean, that's really for me, though. Like the most important thing. Up next, this might be the last one on this little edible list, is Porcini Mushrooms. You might know Porcini Mushrooms by Veibolette or Penny Bun Mushroom. These have a wide distribution throughout the Northern Hemisphere, making them a widely known and popular mushroom globally. These mushrooms commonly grow in forest and tree plantations since they need to form a symbiotic association with tree roots, tree root tissues to survive. The mushroom fruiting body develops in the summer through autumn months. And then I think this actually is the last one. It's shiitake mushrooms, which I'm a big fan of shiitake mushrooms personally. I like them in my sushi rolls. Shiitake mushrooms have long been cultivated in China and the rest of East Asia. However, they have only become, they've only more recently become a commonality in Western kitchens. The mushrooms have an umami flavor and a velvety texture once cooked. These mushrooms are mostly sold dried. The stems of these mushrooms are tougher than that of the mushroom cap. That is why they are often discarded. However, if you don't want to waste them, you can cook them longer than the caps. Then they will develop a chewier texture. The shiitake mushroom is also a medicinal mushroom in Asian traditional mushrooms. Shiitake mushrooms grow on deciduous trees in most climates I'm not sure <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure if the um, mushrooms you know let's say that I've that have been labeled to me as shiitake mushrooms in sushi rolls are legitimate shiitake mushrooms much like how 
wasabi, I guess, here in the West, or maybe North America, perhaps only, is not real wasabi. You know, it's, you know, I think it's a coarse radish. And, you know, it's, from my understanding, it's basically, you know, a combination of ingredients that we simply have passed off as wasabi here, but is not really wasabi. So I'm wondering if shiitake mushrooms is a similar story because the shiitake I'm used to, it's almost like a very sweet uh, taste. So here they're describing it as um, umami flavored, which I'm not exactly sure what umami flavored is. Up next we have black trumpet mushrooms. I was gonna kinda like skip over these and get onto like whatever else I compiled for this episode, but with the name black trumpet mushrooms, you know, how could I not? So the black trumpet mushroom goes by black chanterelle and the horn of plenty. It does have a trumpet like shape similar to a standard chanterelle. Their inky black color makes them easy to identify. It also gave rise to the name Trumpet of the Dead, since they look like the tiny trumpets sprouting from the underworld. The distribution of this mushroom is quite broad. It grows naturally in woodlands throughout Europe, North America, Japan, and Korea. They prefer to grow under broadleaf trees, like beech and oak, and moist spots. These mushrooms are a delicacy. You can eat them raw and cooked, although they are most often dried. When they are dried, their flavor profile takes on black truffle notes. So, sounds really delicious. Really delicious. I guess I'm wrong. I guess I... I compiled more than I remember because I did the the prep for this episode a few weeks ago in anticipation or whatever let's do it cauliflower mushrooms the cauliflower mushroom is one of the mushrooms that make it difficult to describe the form of a mushroom as their name would suggest they look like cauliflower instead of mushrooms in addition they can get quite large and have deep crevices that make them difficult to clean even though they might be a chore, they have a flavor that makes them worth it. They have a sweet smell and a flavor similar to hazelnut. Wow. They often grow at the base of pine trees and can sometimes grow to several kilograms in weight. Charcoal burner mushroom. This mushroom looks like a charcoal burner, hence its common name. These grow in plenty throughout most of Europe which is why they're one of the most common wild harvested mushrooms on the continent. The mushroom is quite versatile since its cap is soft and has a crumbly texture once it's cooked. In addition, it has a mild, nutty flavor that makes it easy to cook with a variety of dishes. giant puffball just looks like dough the giant puffball mushroom has an inordinate amount of uses and has an almost instantly recognizable appearance 
They are bright white and round like balls. They can get large, growing up to 44 pounds or 20 kilos. They have been used to dress wounds since they contain mucoprotein and calvicin. Although the mushroom is edible, you can only eat it when it is in an immature state. The entire mushroom needs to be white. The mushroom spores turn toxic when the flesh changes from white to yellow and brown. That is why the swan mushrooms are most more frequently used for culinary purposes. I think for me personally, I wouldn't even want to risk eating something that has the slightest possibility of being toxic. I mean, I know it's maybe just me. You know, for all I've known, I've had the pleasure of trying this particular, you know, mushroom. You know, uh, and obviously nothing happened, but I don't know. It just seems like a lot of risk, you know, especially if it is, you know, potentially deadly, which it didn't specify if it was or was not. Dryad's Saddle. Dryad's Saddle is another trunk-dwelling mushroom. It grows throughout North America, Europe, and even Australia. They usually need to be well-harvested, but they are not as difficult to find as mushrooms like morals. They have a cucumber scent, on, interestingly enough, with a lemony flavor in an immature form. Mature specimens of the Dryad's Saddle are not toxic. However, they are much less frequently used in culinary dishes because they are tough. They also tend to contain maggots as they age. No thanks. Honey fungus. The honey fungus is another highly sought after wild mushroom. They are difficult to find in the wild throughout the North American, the, excuse me, Northern Hemisphere. They are also unique as one of the few parasitic mushrooms. They grow on the base of sick trees and feed on the dying tree. These mushrooms have a honey-like flavor and often grow in clumps. They are edible as an E2 mushroom. These are poisonous in their raw form. They can even cause more problems if you consume them with alcohol. And as it says, however, if you prepare them just the right way, they have a rich, nutty flavor. Which again, for me, is just like, I don't want to risk it. Well, this piqued my curiosity about some poisonous mushrooms, so might as well cover at least a few here. Let's see here. First one is just called Death Cap. The Death Cap is one of the most poisonous mushrooms in the world. So much as half of the mushroom can be called a full-grown adult, yet it has a very wild, a very <laughs> mild appearance. Excuse me, not a very wild, very mild appearance. They have white stems, gills, and a cap that ranges from white to light green. False parasol. This mushroom is one of the most frequently ingested poisonous mushrooms. They look similar to the edible parasol mushroom and grow manicured lawns. Thankfully, they are not deadly. Instead, they cause gastrointestinal distress like vomiting and diarrhea. Not good. Brown roll rim. The brown roll rim, what a tongue twister. Brown roll rim, brown roll rim, brown roll rim. 
The brown rollerin mushroom appears, as the name would suggest. The stem is usually creamy white. And there goes the light again. And the mushroom cap is brown. Up until 1944, these mushrooms were thought to be an E2 mushroom. People knew they caused gastric distress when eaten raw, but didn't feel anything negative after eating them cooked. However, more recently, they've been found to cause possibly fatal autoimmune chemolysis. In other words, it causes your immune system to attack and rupture its red blood cells. Deadly conocybe. It's a tiny little thing. And they say as much. Deadly conocybe is an innocent looking mushroom, if there ever was one. It has a long, thin stem topped with a delicate looking cap. It has a ring that forms about halfway up the stem, which helps identify it. These mushrooms are a common lawn mushroom, particularly in the Pacific Northwest. Although innocent in appearance, these belong to the same group. Of poisonous mushrooms that the death cap mushroom is in. Up next we have the Elfin saddle, which looks like almost like a diseased. Like if you've ever seen The Last of Us, kind of looks like almost like a bloater. It's a very ominous looking thing. The Elfin saddle mushroom was thought to be edible after cooking for many years. However, that has proven untrue in recent years. Its toxins do not break down even after getting cooked. Instead, they wreak long-term damage that is difficult to notice until years later. Up next we have, you know, a callback to early in the episode, the Destroying Angel, which is a really ominous looking thing too. Almost like a fuzzy stem with like an up, like a flat cap on top. Well, I'll just read it. The destroying angel mushroom is bright white from cap to stem. Several mushrooms might be known by this name. However, a Bisporigera is the most commonly called destroying angel. These mushrooms are considered one of the most toxic species in the world. They grow in both woodlands and grassy meadows. They can easily be mistaken for bun mushrooms, horse mushroom, and the meadow mushroom, all of which are edible. Next is the yellow stainer. The best way to identify and avoid this mushroom is to cut it open or pluck it from its base. When you do this, the yellow color will appear on the injured part of the mushroom. Cooking the mushroom will cause the entire mushroom to turn yellow. It also develops a strong odor. The yellow stainer mushroom is not, is not one of the more harmful ones. Some people will not react to it, while others will have digestive irritation. Up next, and this might be the last one that we cover for this episode. It's called Satan's Bolette. Crazy. <laughs> Satan's Bolette has a physical appearance that seems to deserve the name. It has a bright... A bright red stem and then a distorted creamy cap. If that isn't enough to identify it, it turns blue when you cut into it. These squat mushrooms are poisonous, 
but not one of the more common ones that cause poisoning because of their appearance. They can cause vomiting and diarrhea, but rarely death. Maybe there's one more that has a really interesting name that will... Okay. This will truly be the last one for the episode, and it's called Brain Mushroom. The Brain Mushroom is also called False Moral, since they look pretty similar. Interestingly, the kind of toxin in this mushroom makes it fatally toxic when eaten raw, but a delicacy after cooking. When poisoned, the symptoms include vomiting and diarrhea. This will be followed by a coma, a comma, coma? You're in a coma, and sometimes death in extreme cases. Listen, if you saw this thing out in the wild, you would not want to eat it. I mean, it actually looks like a brain. It is not appetizing in the slightest. And the notion that, again, I reference my point earlier from the episode, I don't really want to eat something. I don't want to risk eating something that can cause so much harm if, you know, not treated properly. I just would rather not even do it. Just don't want to. Just think it's kind of, kind of crazy. So, anyway, this episode will be titled Mumbled Mushrooms, just because I think it's a cool name. I had some other things I wanted to cover aside from just the edible versus non-edible mushroom thing, but um, I am running a bit short on time, so hopefully you found it interesting, boring, fun. Hopefully you're asleep by now. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to discuss any of these mushrooms or other mushrooms, you can always email me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening. And take care.